Hello, this is the Truth Talk podcast. I am Bennett Joseph, a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're looking for encouragement, biblical insights, and a faith-based conversation, then you've just come to the right place. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Truth Talk. I hope that you're all doing good and fantastic. I hope that the God has been faithful in your life. And today we're going to get on with this week's podcast, but I have two important news very excited about this week's podcast firstly i've got my new song out there it's on all major streaming platforms spotify youtube music apple music everything you can find it everywhere it's called love like this i'll link it in the description below and you can listen to it if you've already heard it keep listening to it uh, and if you haven't just give it a try i hope god will Uh, meet you through that song secondly i've got a guest today he's my very good friend we've been studying together for more than 10 years he's been my high school friend my my friend for a really long time and his name is jonathan and he's here with us right now so jonathan if you can introduce yourself and just share who you are with the with our audience yeah um hey there Um as you know I am Jonathan. Um I was Bennett's friend for a good part of our lives, yeah. Um I've been a believer uh for 18 or 19 years by choice. And yeah, I'm really excited to um do this podcast with Bennett. Yeah, so If you're wondering why Jonathan is speaking with that accent is because he's an American Indian. <laughs> he's not like me. He's he's studying his his bachelor's in America in Iowa University. He also is a music producer. He's into hip hop and so he's into beat making and all that stuff. So I'll also link some of the works, some of the songs that he's put out. And that's why I'm so excited about this week's podcast. So we're going to get into it. So Jonathan, I just want to ask since we're in midst of a pandemic, I just wanted to ask you what is your take on this whole situation? You think it's good, it's bad or Well, um objectively, it's pretty bad because like who wants to see death by the millions? Like objectively it's bad, but as a Christian person, I think it's good cuz the pandemic as of right now is testing our faith and I think that's really a, like a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So it actually puts us in touch with God and and like tests our faith if we believe in him truly or not. And I think I think it's a really good thing. So yeah, that's my opinion about the uh, pandemic. Yeah, I guess it's it's all based on how you see things. Any any situation for that matter, not just a pandemic. Any even the worst situations of all, God can turn everything for good. And even in this pandemic, a uh, lot of good things happened. A lot of people found a lot of time to spend with their families, got to know them better. That's one thing uh, I did definitely uh, with my family and that's been helping me together as a family we've been growing a lot. sharing a lot of stuff and it's building the relationship that we have with each other also personally spending more time with god and getting to have a deeper relationship with god so that's all good stuff and 
and i think situations like this are going to keep coming no matter what like no matter how hard we try it's just going to keep coming like right now is a pandemic tomorrow it might be another thing we don't yeah. we don't know what that's going to be but uh, i found a similar situation in the word of god it's in mark chapter 5 and and it's a very famous story uh, that we've all known it's it's the story about how jairus's daughter is is saved by jesus christ is is resurrected from the dead actually uh, i'll just read from verse 21 not completely but uh, you know the first few verses and we'll go on from there so it says like this and when jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side a great crowd gathered around about him and he was beside the sea then came one of the rulers of the synagogue Jairus by name and seeing him he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying my little daughter is at the point of death come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live and he went with him and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him and there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse she had heard the reports about jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched him in touched his garment for she said if i touch even his garment i will be made well and immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease and jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him immediately turned about in the crowd and asked who touched my garments now i think that's a good place to stop now considering the passage as we that we just read if we look at the passage from jairus's perspective i think it's pretty frustrating you know yeah. like he just came to jesus and he's asking that that he wants his daughter to be healed right he's asking to jesus saying please come to my house my daughter is really sick and and jesus agrees it's not like jesus said no and he says okay let's let's do it and he and he's coming and on the way there's this woman who who nobody expected but she just showed up and and i and i feel like jesus should you know in jairus perspective should be like I'm already on to healing someone and I really need to get this done and yeah. we'll we'll do it some other time please stay here or something like that but but the thing is Jesus is on his way but still Jesus takes the time to 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 ask her and and to heal her and and I think that's from from the woman's perspective that's pretty awesome because he took the time and did all that but from Jairus's perspective that was pretty frustrating and I think Well, sometimes we find ourselves like that like we're just asking god of something and and we feel like god's doing something else something that we don't even want him to do yeah so from well this woman's perspective like uh, like as it's recorded in the scripture i really like this thing about her i like her thoughts about this um so in verse 28 it says because she thought if i just touch his clothes i will be healed so she has great faith in god and in jesus specifically and his ability to heal 
and I think that's a great thing. And we ha- we like have to learn from this woman in these trying times and these times of COVID, where like there's death all around us. People mm. are dying everywhere. Like, and you can do whatever you have to to prevent it, but ultimately it's God's will that will keep us safe. So if he's willed you to be safe, you will be safe. And you have to have faith in his will to keep his people safe. I think that's a very important takeaway from this part of um, the passage. Yeah, another thing that I that I saw from this passage is that Jesus didn't go by his own intention and, and heal her. It says that power went out from him and he felt it right and he is not like the other uh, healing situations where where someone's asking him god heal me and he's going and healing them it's not like that it's it's more like she had the faith enough faith to draw power from jesus yeah like that's that's pretty awesome like like you mentioned it's like great faith and i think when when we show steps of faith in our life too i think it's like forcing god to move in our life you know like faith has so much power in it that that single step of faith like right in this passage the step of faith for her was was getting through that crowd and saying no matter what my circumstances are no matter who's going to stop me if she she decided what that step of faith was actually she says she it says mm-hmm. she thought to herself that if i touch his garment then i will be made well there was no law no uh, already stating that if you touch the garment of jesus you're going to be made well it was it was her conviction that if she did that she would be made well so so for her her step of faith was that and when she did that then then god automatically moves it's like he has to right and he's promised in the scriptures yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah, well in reference to this specific part Um I think it's Matthew 17:20 I believe. He's promised saying that faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. Nothing will be impossible for you. Mm. And since he has promised that he has made it come true in this woman's life. Yeah, that that's that's so profound like how faith moves God and and there's another verse that says faith pleases god this and faith without action is dead so sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we say i have faith in god i believe in jesus but we take no steps of faith like let's say for this woman itself let's say she had the faith that jesus would heal her and if she still kept on staying outside she did nothing about it she would have never received her healing but, but she took that step of faith and and i believe that that action that jesus saw that that touching moment that yeah. is what enable that uh, that healing to flow from him okay so we'll continue further on with the verses uh, verse 31 says and his disciples said to him you see the crowd pressing around you and yet you say who touched me and he looked around to see who had done it but the woman knowing what had happened uh, to her came to okay came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well 
Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of G James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a, commo a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Okay, uh, I thought I'd go on, but, but there's just so many things that's happening here. Uh, okay, so uh, from 31, verse 31 to verse 34, uh, it's like we said already. So basically, Jesus is saying, your faith has made you well, like we just uh, discussed. And Jesus is saying the same thing, and that's what healed her. Uh, next, verse 35. And actually, it's pretty awesome that there is no mention of Jairus speaking here. Like, no, I, yeah. like I feel like we said, he, he, he should be pretty frustrated already. But there's no mention of... Uh, anything saying that he's not talking to Jesus, he's not saying anything like that. He's like, why not do this stuff? <laughs> Just keep going. It, it shows great faith, yeah. Yeah, great faith. Again, the same uh, kind of faith that Jared is showing. But but when he starts talking is is when he hears the the news that his daughter is dead, right? When when people yeah. from his house come back and they say, why trouble the the teacher? Why let's there's no use like and i and maybe people who are listening to this you're going through situations like that where where, where things just seem dead like they're done for right it may not always uh, have to be you know real things like you know like your pet is dead or something that's not going to come back but uh, but what i'm trying to say is is emotional things or or gifts that God has given you and the calling that God has kept over your life and those things can be really dead you know you feel so so dysfunctional and you're feeling so lonely those things your joy you've lost your joy your peace and and I think as we as we go through these verses I believe that uh, the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and and at the end of this I believe the, that you will have the find the encouragement and the hope and the faith to get back up and say i'm gonna believe i'm gonna not i'm not gonna be afraid and i think jesus answer here is really profound he says do not fear he says do not fear but only believe and i think it's it's really easy to say but really <laughs> hard to do yeah because <laughs> no matter how you think about it you can't resurrect, in, at least in modern times, you can't resurrect a person who was like who's dead. Like even with all our technology. So when you when you're talking about raising the dead like two thousand years back, it, it it's it really says something about what Jesus demands of Jairus and his family. Mm, yeah, because yeah, yeah it, it 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 demands a great deal of faith in him once again yeah yeah and i think mark chapter 5 kind of captures what what kind of faith god is expecting from us like he said you know like like 
just looking at it from from the perspective you just shared like 2000 years ago uh leprosy was a big deal like there was no cure for leprosy people had uh they were separated from the community they were kept outside and today technology has grown up to the point where they're trying to find cure for cancer and and stuff like that and in 2000 years ago those things were like impossible and resurrecting someone from the dead is like is like next level <laughs> and 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 another thing is is that when jesus shows up in the house he's saying why are you wailing and why are you doing all this commotion she's not even dead she's sleeping she's i'm like sleeping. that's like <laughs> i am like if jesus came and said that to me i'm like really <laughs> come on it's yeah. like you know he's just he's just is like making fun but actually he's he's moving from a point of power and faith like that's his thought process and and the way he thinks and mm-hmm. and i think he's that's a, something so we got to practice boss. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's this passage is really profound in what the message it's giving to us um yeah specifically with the two examples of the uh, resurrected girl and the sick woman but in both instances it's not just having faith that's helping the people in that situation it's putting an effort towards the outcome so in the sick mm. woman's case she actually reaches out and touches god and and she gets the desirable outcome so if, if you ask god for help if you have faith in him but don't do anything in your situation you 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 won't get much out of it so you have to actually work for your desired outcome which is does also a pretty big point that's being made in this passage as well yeah i think yeah i guess you know faith sometimes is very passive in our lives like we don't look at it as a very active thing but but it's the most active thing that we need to be doing constantly like jesus asking here do not fear but only believe is basically saying have faith in me what you ask for you'll get it right and and like you said we got to work on that and and sometimes it's physical sometimes it's it's going ahead doing something taking that step of faith showing god that yes i believe in you so i'm doing this but sometimes it's just waiting on him you know that also shows faith that also is active you know just trusting in him keep on praying keep on praising and that also shows faith and and how much you believe in him and and continuing further it says uh in verse 37 uh this is something we can take out of this it's quite interesting he says and he allowed no one to follow him except peter james and john the brother of james now this is from the perspective of jesus uh so I have this question I'm just going to put it out there what let's see what you think why would Jesus want only three of his disciples to follow him not the others Ooh I <laughs> actually have no idea how to answer this but I I'm going to take a guess and say maybe they were maybe he planned that by showing them this faith that they would eventually go on to become incremental people or like essential people in God's second coming which was already predetermined because I I I think 
I'm pretty sure John played a very big role in spreading the gospel, and so did James. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one way of looking at it. So what I got that's that's really amazing, and what I got of it was was that actually among the twelve disciples, not all twelve of them were really close with Jesus. Right? These same three people also accompanied him to the to the mount where where he talks with Moses and Elijah. Right? The, it's the same three people. And these three people are his are his close knit group. Right? These four Jesus, Peter, John and James. They're always close. And there's also an instance where John and James come to Jesus and ask, "Who's uh, who's gonna be on your left hand? Who's gonna be on your right hand?" <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, that that's pretty funny, but but they had the guts to go and ask that to Jesus. That means they yes. were so close to him, right? So it it's it's they're they're just talking out of uh, right when you're so close to someone, you can you can go and do that, right? Yeah. So that shows how intimate their relationship was. And and so this is the close knit group that Jesus had, and it's the same three people who who are with him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Again, it's the same same close knit group. And uh, so what I get out of this is that sometimes we gotta surround ourselves with people who who are really close, and not just really close, but but to whom we can be transparent with, and yeah. and, and through whom we can grow in Christ. You know, in this case, Jesus wasn't growing in Christ because he was Christ. <laughs> but 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 that's something we can take from you because, and also the fact that you don't have to be intimidated or or question who you are based on what the other people are saying, because everybody there was just crying and they were having a lot of commotion. Nobody actually understood mm. him. But mm-hmm. but it was these three people whom he trusted, and that's why he says only you guys follow him, follow me. And another thing is that this incident, a similar incident happens in Acts, where Peter is resurrecting someone called Tabitha. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. And he does exactly as Jesus does. He's just like he's he's just he looked at Jesus what happened, and now he's doing exactly the same thing. He's, he will also go there and say get everybody out of the room. And and he'll uh, he'll kneel down and he'll pray and and he'll say rise up and same way the healing will happen. So it's just that we I, I think that's a good thing. We need to surround ourselves with people to who are grown in Christ actually, you know, who are mature in Christ, uh, through whom we can we can share our our life with, and through whom we can grow in Christ. You know, friends, our yeah. parents, mentors. Your take on that, Jonathan? Well, okay. Um, yeah, you do have to surround yourself with people who have good faith in Christ, so that you will grow as well. Because when when you surround yourself with those kinds of people, you you take and you um like how do I how do I put this? You hold account. Yeah. Uh, uh, accountability for each yeah. other. So you keep each other in check and. You you prepare each other for what is going to come, you know. Um, with with these trying times and how um, things have been going so far, it really does like 
feel like the end is near, like it's quickening really fast. And in these times, it's good. It's really good to surround yourself with people in the faith. Um, one one other thing I also like about this passion, passage is the way Jesus teaches the three of them. It's very practical. It's very hands-on. And I feel like we in this modern like generation have definitely missed out on something really great. You know, because you get to see him work his magic. Mm, and, yeah. But there is also like that. That's also like a blessing and a curse at the same time, because he does say that we are blessed further because we believe in things that we haven't seen, and so we receive like a greater reward. That's mm, what I take yeah. from this passage. Yeah, that's. That's really awesome. Like seeing at it from from Jesus' perspective, and next verse says like this: uh, They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, which is Jairus, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, "Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping." And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and the, all those who were with him and went in where the child was. So this is uh, just proof of, of what I just said. Like here when Jesus is making a statement and he's saying, don't look at the child and say she's dead, she's sleeping. He's basically kind of like prophesying over her and just declaring. That's how God sees our life. Even... even in in the situation like like i mentioned the gifts and the and the and the blessing that god has over you the the calling and everything all the plans the awesome ideas that he's kept inside of us uh, our future everything that seems kind of dead that seems kind of just gone he doesn't seem he doesn't look at it as dead because he's the one who's conquered death and, and yes. nothing nothing is dead to him it's just sleeping and and when jesus is 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 saying that the people everybody is is laughing at him and and the people are laughing at him that's what recorded but the people around him that's the three people around him the his disciples they didn't laugh so that's yeah. why we need to we need to surround ourselves with people who we can trust who will not judge us based on what we say or 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 or, or outer appearance stuff like that who who know who we really are and and whom we can trust and also i think sometimes in my life i have my parents in that place and sometimes uh, i find myself since they're my parents i find a lot of correction from their side and and sometimes we try to push them away right although we need them very dearly i tend to do that a lot but but some of by god's grace he's been they've been pushing on me and saying no we're not going out of your life <laughs> so uh, so that's the grace of god i would say but but sometimes yeah. not always do we find ourselves with people who will keep coming back right it's because they love god enough to 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 correct me and and to make sure that my life is going on well but not all people who who we really have so close uh, will come back because you are pretty frustrating right mm-hmm. in in all of our mistakes and all the wrong things that we do but they don't have to come 
right so so the, so what we can do is try not to push those people away people who really love us and care for us right and so so that god can keep working in us i know we're not perfect people we're all making mistakes and stuff yeah, like that yeah we're humans terror yeah. is human that is right. but 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 let's not push people away right that's that's what uh, i take from this and and how we need to keep ourselves surrounded with people who can who can build us up in christ and the yeah. next right. thing, <laughs> you have something to say Yeah, sure. Um, so, okay. So to round this passage out, I have like a, a little quick question and it appears, let's just, um, where did you stop? Did you stop at 40? Uh, or 41? Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped at 40. Okay. So I'll read from 41. Um, he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kom, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Um, so from, from reading this, I, I don't know what God's or Jesus's intentions are for hiding this matter. Because to me, it seems amazing. And this is like actual she's actual living proof that god works wonders and that everything that jesus has foretold will come true and so my question is why why does he wrap it up to you my question to you is okay so i think uh if you look at it from from jesus perspective i think this is probably the answer but not completely sure is It's because his time was not yet there, right? His time to go to Jerusalem and, and take the cross was not yet there. And, and, and it's not just in this situation that he's saying this thing. He's literally saying the same thing at every miracle that he does. Even after healing the blind man, he'd go to him and say, don't share this to anybody. But yet he'd go and share that to everybody. And it'll become a big situation. But still, if you look at it close enough, Jesus would have told him, don't say this to anybody. That's what he keeps saying. And another thing that I think is probably he wanted to stay humble and, and just, just because, probably. yeah, that's, that's well, what okay. I think. So in some of, in some, uh, well, I don't remember exactly which specific cases, but I remember in some cases that God's performed miracles like these, that he's ordered people to profess about the things that have occurred at the place. So that's what that's what got to me was why he had to hide the specific event. Maybe it was maybe it was hiding this so that you know people around that area would have been tested in their faith that 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 could be one thing but you know maybe I, I'm not really sure but yeah go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, uh similar kind of a kind of miracles happened in the time of disciples i mean like after jesus but they yeah. they like you told they they told it everywhere and and it got out the word got out but but here's the thing although jesus told everybody not to say it the more he told it the more, it, the more they told it so not like they, they obeyed him completely and that is just i really don't know what jesus was thinking at that time or 
but i what i would take is let's maybe you know god is using you and and it doesn't always have to be uh like you know a publicity thing for you that's what yeah. i would take from that you know like like say god is using you and he's building someone up he's helping someone you don't have to use that to publicize yourself and say i did this i did this but rather yeah. just be okay god did this awesome and i and i feel like this is something god has told me like sometimes he's told that sometimes we are so focused on becoming loud but is but what is really important is that we shouldn't be loud we should be effective or we should be impactful and that's how jesus was you know and and he made sure that he wasn't you know uh like like this this line just tells us that he didn't want to get so publicized he didn't want to get so famous but it's like maybe the power in him was uncontainable that he couldn't stop it <laughs> yeah just interesting um side note yeah for sure so <laughs> yeah. um do you so just just so we can round this out um would you like to give our listeners like like an anecdotal experience like how how faith has helped you because i have one i can share it after you do if you have one Yeah basically uh faith is kind of helping me even through this pandemic like just hoping for another day that that God's going to be faithful in my life and 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 just going back to him and I'm finding that uh sometimes faith you know we look at it on on a really like uh how do you say like a superficial state like it's something so magical or something like that right but but sometimes it can it can be simple as as having the guts to say god i'm i'm broken and and i'm i have a lot of mistakes in me and just being vulnerable to jesus and saying god this is who i am i'm messed up i have made a lot of mistakes and and i'm not so perfect god knows that the 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 test is you accepting it you coming to terms with that that takes faith that takes a lot of guts and saying god this is who i am but the moment we do that we let those guards down and we say god i'm i'm all in for you and i think that could be the step of faith for us and 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 that has been step of faith for me and and actually in this in this pandemic he's helped me realize who i am like he's shown me a lot of things that I am and or or more so how he looks at me like like in this case he looked at the girl who was dead as sleeping and he brought her back to life because that's how he saw her and and similar kind of stuff he's been doing in my life and that's what led to this podcast by itself right uh the the music i release and the songs i write and 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 the podcast itself this is all uh outcome of what god has done in my life basically and and i think and i think that the faith that we have sometimes we look at is so like externally but a lot of times it takes the internal the simple things like admitting who you are to jesus and and that brings a lot of changes in you that that can really impact lives so yeah that's my thing on faith, faith. okay mm-hmm. so before i share this like small testimony Um I'd like to thank thank Bennett for the great work he's doing God's work. Um this podcast I think is a blessing to a lot of people. 
Um, also for the music he's putting out. Um, look forward to me and Bennett hopefully making something yeah. in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll see about that. that. Uh huh. But yeah, bless. Like this, this podcast is really a blessing. Um, so let me start with this testimony. It's it's very short. So, um, I'm currently at my home in India, and this was made possible because of God's work in my life. I did not think I would be able to come back home. Uh, ever since I went to America, I've been, I was in America for two years. I hadn't seen my parents, been around any of my relatives at home. It was, it was really, it was a really tough time because you go to a foreign country and you're all alone. You don't have anybody there for you. And in those situations, God is the only one there for you. And I prayed to God. He took me um, to this wonderful church um, there. Yeah, but enough about that. So three weeks ago, um, I was, I think, oh, wait, two weeks ago. Yeah. So I was going to fly from Des Moines. It's a local airport near my college to Chicago um, and from Chicago I'd fly to the Middle East to India so three weeks ago my flight from Des Moines to Chicago got cancelled and so I was sitting there thinking how do I get to Chicago and is it really God's will for me to go back home after two years because I, I really wanted to go back home after two years right mm, so yeah. I prayed and he gave me a solution my friend happened to be driving up to Chicago um, a day before the flight because he had a flight coincidentally at the same airport. It's like a six hour drive. So drove six hours. Next day we go to the airport and I'm standing there in line for like two hours. I go to the lady that handed my ticket and everything. And she's telling me my booking doesn't exist. Oh and I'm God. just standing there like, what do I do now? I got, I was super pissed. And I just started, I started shouting because I have nowhere to go um, right, yeah. when I'm stranded. And so I sat there at the airport for another like two hours. And then I suddenly remembered my dad has friends in Chicago. And so I gave them a ring to call me to pick me up at the airport. And then I immediately, without giving it a second thought, I, I should have prayed first, but I booked like... T another ticket worth thousands of dollars it, this whole trip has cost me so much but yeah so i did that and the connecting flight i got was to this place called philadelphia mm. and the lay-by time or like the time between the two flights that would get me here was like a day and i don't know about you but i don't want to stay in an airport for a day that's what i'm thinking <laughs> and yeah. so this is where it comes in. God has wonderful ways to work for our lives. So a, a month prior to that, um, a an elder, a church elder from my church that I went to here, gave me a ring and we talked about, you know, faith and scripture and everything. And then he happened to mention that one of the families from our church lived in Philadelphia. Oh. And... I, I didn't think much about it at the time. And then I talked to those people in Philadelphia. We had a good heart to heart about everything that's going, that went on, caught up on nine years of stuff. And so I back to the present, 
I'm thinking, how fortunate was it that the elder called me and told me that people from our church were in Philadelphia. So I went over to their place, stayed for the day. They gave me food and we prayed and I asked God to give me away. And fair enough, I did. I was able to get onto my flight to the Middle East and eventually get back to India amidst all this um, COVID like regulation stuff. Yeah, so that's a pretty big event for me. Personally, that's happened in the past month or so. It's an example of how working towards something and having faith that God will definitely help you Yeah, is paramount to everything else. Wow. I didn't expect that testimony right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped on that. Yeah, that's so, so amazing what God has done in your life. And, and yeah, there are so many stories, so many incidents, so many uh, amazing things that God has done in our lives. And, and He'll keep doing it. And, and, and like mm-hmm. this passage, yeah. all we have to do is what God asks of us, what Jesus says, don't be afraid just believe just just believe in him just blindly believe in him and and he's going to do what he wants to do to you and sometimes like like Jonathan said it's not about just praying and and doing all that sometimes we forget it yeah we are humans and 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 we mess up things but but believing that God's going to make a way when there's no way like technically you shouldn't be here right now after hearing that testimony <laughs> you should be somewhere yeah, stranded right now <laughs> but but still god god makes <laughs> way hey i'm here and i'm broke as well so <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact that like what gets me out of that testimony is that he started planning for that a month ago and you didn't even know I, that. yeah i started <laughs> yeah a month ago he started that a month ago i never in my wildest dreams would have imagined yeah and and what i see is that god works all things at the end for good like as romans 8:28 says all things work together for good for those who love love him and who are called according to his purpose now that that was so profound and and the same thing happens in 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 this passage too like for Jonathan it was one month ago for these two people it was 12 years because yes, <laughs> because a long time. yeah because the girl was who was raised from the dead is 12 years old and the girl and the lady who was healed from her sickness who has been uh, in this uh, whole blood disease was he she has been tormented for 12 years the same time that the girl was born was the same time she got that disease and and yet all things work together for good at the same time amidst of Jairus's frustration amidst of the news that her daughter was dead and and the and the crowd standing all around Jesus and yet Jairus showed great faith and 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 the woman who had this disease had show, showed so great faith that they pushed through all of those uh, barriers that stood uh, in front of them and they just believed that blind faith that we can have that enables God to work wonders in our life and and it just brings glory to God ultimately 
So if you're listening to this and no matter what's happening, I know things are going to be tough and it's going to be really frustrating sometimes, but I just pray and I hope that that you would just take that step of faith and believe in him and trust in him and say God I don't have all the answers and uh, I have no clue what's happening in my life but if you can just be vulnerable before Jesus and say God I messed up I'm broken and this is who I am but take these broken vessels God take this this ash and make something beautiful out of it if you can say that to Jesus and believe that he can resurrect everything that's dead in your life and bring it back to life and as always Jonathan I would I would encourage you to pray and finish this podcast Alrighty. um let us close our eyes in prayer my loving heavenly father I thank you and praise you for this day Lord I thank you for being with us on this wonderful evening with Bennett and the truth talk podcast Lord, I thank you for all the ministry you do through this podcast, Lord, and particularly in today's podcast. I thank you for granting us this passage in your scripture, Mark 5. He teaches us about faith and how you work through our faith, Lord. Um, I pray that everyone who listens to this podcast may take something good out of this podcast and listen to your word and believe and not fret just as the people around the dead uh, girl did. Help everyone and touch each one of their lives. And I pray that you may continue to do good work through this podcast. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray, amen. Amen.